Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 105. My name is Sunsfan. Joining me is Cinderman. How are you doing Hello. today? I'm doing good, man, Sunsman. Great to hear, friend. Great to hear. Um, let's go over our beautiful patron list that is ever-expanding. We appreciate all the support over the last two years that we've been doing this podcast. Has it been two years now? I actually don't. I just made that up. Uh, probably. You might be right, though. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout right. out to the In Bruges tier. Uh, are we doing this like you did last week, or are we doing it normal? Doing it normal. Okay. Thank you to the guy in the chair, Mistake Busted Condom Johnson, Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut. Finding my life's purpose stapled to the underside of Gabe Newell's ball sack. We're looking for sponsors, by the way. In a consideration for one of the best names of all time. Renting emojis for three months for $10 is peak 2021. Division 2 All-Star match. El Contour Prime. A memorable blowjob from Jakiro. Let that sink in for a moment. Griefing from all positions because I'm equal opportunity. Alliance using coach in-game is like Trump pardoning his cronies. Not illegal, but ew. Suns fan, please provide an estimate of when, if ever, you will begin reading Wizards' first rule. Sindarin, please also do this. 2075. TBD. Chakar. Tinker with agonims. Hit my penis four times with laser. The Megapope. We obey things and objects have power our TI in New Zealand. Okay. Zan Xavier, Suns fan Pudge Megalol, and Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroat supports the Suns and thinks that all Lakers fans should go suck it, cough, cough, Pop Tart. All right. Then we got Bacon, smacking my uncle's face ferociously, using my erected dick as if I'm tiny, using my last charge of tree grub to last hit a tower. Pretty good. That's okay. It's a good one. Lick. Shark TM, Novi Panda, Dop, eating Chosnick makes you happy and healthy. Underscore man. Look, Ben Broomhead is very lazy. Changing his nickname every week is a lot of effort. He tries his best-ish. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, wait, wait, Joseph Bacic. Okay, Anonymous. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, an- Anonymous. Ano- wait, what does it say there, actually? It's Anonymous. You just misread. Keep going. Anonymous Suns fan and Sinderin's power couple name is Suns Sins fan or Sundaran. Peter, to prevent speed reading, my name now includes a difficult to pronounce word. Uh, wait, what does this say? It looks difficult. Otor, otorhinolaryngologist. 
I don't even know how to put the stress in this word. There's oh. no way that's real. There's no way that's a real word. Of course it is. That's definitely real. Otorhinol. It's something with the larynx because it says laryngologist, right? Otorhinolaryngologist. Okay. Ronnie Keel. Perkaderk needs a new computer, but it's going to take longer than he thought. Love you guys and all the Pog players. Thank you, Perkaderk. Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, before we get started, of course, as per norm, the NBA segment. Um, very sad news today. Uh, the Suns will, in fact, be playing the Los Angeles Lakers. We are the two seed. They are the seven seed. They're the defending champions. And we are likely to actually lose in the first round. Um, I believe. I almost, I almost didn't stream today because I was so upset. But there is always a chance. Uh, but I thought this would be a good opportunity since the playoffs are basically about to start because right now it's the play-ins, uh, that we can quickly go over my predictions that I made at the beginning of the season and see how close I was. So if remember, I for the West, I predicted the Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers, Suns, Trailblazers, Mavericks, Jazz, and Golden State. And honestly, not that far off. Uh, Utah is number one, though. Phoenix is number two. So that was obviously out of nowhere. Uh, I think the main one that I got wrong, let me see, is Golden State is technically in the play-in, but it looks like they will actually end up in the eight seed. But the biggest one is Utah had it seven, and they're one. That's the big difference there. How many of the top eight did you get correct as being top eight? Uh, all of them. All of it, the top eight were correct? Yes. All Just in different eight. order? Yes, different order. Uh, Dude, I will also fucking, say that's that... Good. I got a message from somebody. I understand people are very obsessed with their teams. I, I get it. Hopefully you didn't take offense to me saying your team would suck. I, I said that Minnesota would be 12th out of 15th in the West. And I got somebody mm -hmm. that was a Minnesota fan calling me a lot of dirty words. I remember this vividly. They are actually not 12th. They're 15th of 15th in the West. <laughs> so just want to... I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, and then for the East... Uh. He was insulting uh, you because you were overrating his team. He was like, how dare you? That's right. I There's had no Boston, fucking way we're that good. Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, Miami, Toronto, Indiana, and Washington. So this one has some differences. The biggest one is Boston has played horrendously. They're seventh instead of first. But in terms of who is in the top eight, um, Indiana is not in the top eight. And Atlanta is. So I think that's the only... Oh, no, the Knicks are in there as well. Yeah, they came out of nowhere. And they so replaced did... the Raptors. Toronto's okay. not in. So those are the two ones. So your predicted sixth and seventh are not in top eight. Yes, correct. That's still pretty good predictions. Yeah. Like overall, that's really good. It's not too bad, not too bad. Uh, but yeah, playoffs will start soon. And I will... The, the, the problem with the Suns versus Lakers, Sindarin, is... It's not about losing in the first round necessarily, because if we played Golden State, I wouldn't have been, I mean, I would have been sad, obviously, but it's my stress levels are going to be way higher, the fact that we're playing the Lakers. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty upset about that. Anyway, let's get started with the actual episode. Uh, the four Zoomers pack is out. Ladies and gentlemen, I talked about it potentially happening last week. Uh, it was two days later than we intended, so lost out on some sales there, but uh, of course, the great Sajidine helped us put this together. Gotten a lot of questions as to why uh, I'm my face is on this. And basically, this is what happened, all right? It's so, so random. I bet it's Brax's idea. For those that haven't seen it, the the emotes, or not the emotes, the uh, the spray paints, there's a good effort thing, which 
I coined and then Slack stole for his Arkosh. Then there's my face, and then there's a big techies mine with uh, arrows at it. And then for the voice lines, I had a, a ra -ba 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 -ba, which is something I used to do, a good effort line as well. And then I have a maniacal laugh that replaced the belch that was denied that we talked about last week. Oh, yeah. So the reason that I'm in this is because I went to four Zoomers because they... I'm trying to remember exactly how it came up, but I'm obviously very good friends with Brax, who's on that team. And they weren't really going to do a pack, at least not at that stage. And I was like, you know what? It would be fun to collaborate. I'll take a small percentage, and we'll just do literally everything for you, except for submit it, which they did not do on time. Naughty boys. Uh, but that is a pro player in a nutshell. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. Just doing it as, you know, something that's fun. I get to see my face in game. I'm very narcissistic like that, as you know, Cinderin. And I saw a screenshot where like six of them were at the middle lane at the same time in a pro game. Wasn't That's that right. in a pro game? That was four Zoomers. They, it's a tradition now for them to put all five in the mid lane when before you get the runes because it intimidates the enemy. So right. that's kind of the idea. But yeah, that's basically it. Uh, they, uh, I don't have the list here, but a bunch of new teams were added as well uh, today or yesterday if you guys are watching this, um, which is the third iteration of the subscriptions. None of the prices have changed, which I guess I'm not surprised with because they don't typically will change stuff like that on the fly. Um, but some notable ones, uh, you guys should go check out the loading screen for the cut. That's the best loading screen by far. Um, and yeah, a lot of cool stuff is definitely in there. So if you want to support the teams, check it out. If you don't, totally understandable because it is overpriced. I will still agree with that. Um, but yeah, based on what you've seen, Cinderin, what do you think of? We talked about the price, but what do you think of like how it's? Do, are you annoyed with how many voice lines there are now? Because they're they're all like all chat essentially. Uh, I think some of them should be team chat. That's the first thing. I think that it's just like they've just put all of them in and made them all all chat when some of them fit more for team chat. In my opinion, like the voice lines that the teams put in are kind of designed to be for your own team. Like the RTZ line, for example, that says stop jungling, let's push. Like, why is that an all chat line? That's a bit weird, right? Um, doesn't really make sense to me. But I would say overall, it doesn't bother me. I wish the sound quality was better. That's the main thing. Um, but you don't like the sound quality of the four Zoomers bundle, Cinderin? Yours is some of the better ones in sound quality. Like the thing. Thank you. Um, the thing about the voice lines that Valve put in the game is that they're like studio recording quality, right? Um, and some of these just yeah, are not studio recording quality. It's a headset mic and a little bit of audacity or something. It's not great. Um, so that... I understand that maybe the teams don't have the time or the desire to make it a good production, but it, it does take away from the product that the sounds don't like aren't clean. Um, I think it adds to it, actually. I don't know. I th oh, I... Let, me, let me put this two ways. The sound quality isn't the problem, in my opinion, because if it's like all staticky and garbage, like that's actually a benefit for the voice line, if I'm being honest. The problem is the voice acting for a lot of these is real bad. There's like no inflection. Yeah, the acting is like, not good either. They're just talking. It, it, it's not. And another thing is the volume. I know that these are all chats, so it's whatever, but the volume is pretty low on pretty much all the voice lines, uh, which like if there's action, you just literally don't hear them. But maybe yeah. I guess that's probably intended. Um, but yeah, it. I think this is kind of like a beta test for Valve. I, I I like the idea still. I just think the price points are a little bit off, and they can probably add a little bit more value going forward. Yeah, like we talked about last week. 
Uh, okay, next thing on the list, the We Play Anna Major was announced, Cinderin. June we 2nd love anime. to the 13th. I'm really happy that We Play got a major. They're one of the best productions around. I was surprised that they didn't get any of the regions. I don't know if they applied. I guess somebody has to sit out, right? Because there's so many of them now. Yeah, but, I guess. But We Play, I think, is maybe the most impressive of like production-wise. They always have these costumes, and I guess this one's going to be anime-themed. What are your th- thoughts on that? I think you're right, Shannon. It could be. It also could be... Um... <laughs> it could be anim- anime. You never know. It's the anime-major. Yeah. But... yeah. What else starts with Annie? Anise. Maybe everyone will be dressed up as Anise. A what? What is that? Anise. It's a spice. Anise? Isn't that how you pronounce that? All right, let's. How do you spell it? Oh, I almost typed oh, in anus. anus. That was a quick edit there. Oh, you can say it both ways. Anise. A N I S E. It's uh, it's got a licoricey flavor. Use it oh. in like candy and. All right. No wonder I don't know the name of that thing. Okay, sounds awful, but thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, yeah, I guess there's not much information on this tournament right now, so we just have to wait and see. Um, it's not too far away, so looking forward to that. And yeah, just really happy to see we play get. Uh, a major now i I don't know what the corona situation is in ukraine um but i'm sure they have things squared away so not too worried okay uh going forward which kind of leads into the it's a good segue i suppose the dpc in general we can talk about some results um some teams have already qualified for that anna major and yep and all that good stuff so i'll start with na since Mm-hmm. This happened again. I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about this last time around where Quincy Crew beat EG. Yeah. And then they were basically guaranteed to go to the major as like an upper division team or whatever you want to call it, as long as they beat Undying, which was like their last match. And they did not beat Undying. So then there was a three way tie between Quincy Crew, Undying, and EG. And then, of course, EG ends up going on top. Quincy Crew gets second. And then, of course, MSS doesn't go to the major. Uh, so I don't get top eight there. But. They beat EG again. They beat them again. And EG is stronger, way stronger than they were back then as well. It was some impressive gameplay. They won game two and three. And game two, I don't know if you saw the clip on this one, Cinderin. Yawar was playing Medusa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like, was it two rapiers or something like that on him? It was a really late game situation hmm. just in the mid lane. He gets killed, tossed in the air by EG buys back actually starts teleporting because doesn't realize that he's actually back in the fight immediately but they win so essentially that was it's not a hundred percent like the reason they won i think it's let me put it this way it would be very difficult for eg to lose that game because you have two rapiers on the ground that you're able to instantly pick back up on a medusa that took forever to kill uh they won because of that buyback for sure Yes. So, so they win that game, the, and then they win game three, and now they are they have to beat Undying, and then they're going to the Major again as upper division. And all of that because Abed couldn't keep the toss in his pants. That's literally all he had to do. He had to not toss. But He like, threw the game. You can't blame him, right? You can't blame him. Nobody thinks about that there. They're just like, all right, let's kill the Medusa, commit all your spells. You're not considering the buyback. And even if you were, which I am almost 100% sure nobody was, they probably don't think it's an issue because the rapiers are dropped, and they're going to grab them, right? Um. But yeah, that was that was a crazy way to win a game. Uh, Quincy actually had a pretty big gold lead going into that fight. I think it was like 15k 
uh, but EG found a way to kill the Medusa, which usually wins a game at that stage when she has rapier. Yeah. But the buyback play was So, before we go into other spicy. results, I, I want to ask you, because, uh, first of all, when I talked about this on the panel, I noticed that the chat was really turning on me. So, I, I uh -huh. want you to... I'm just asking a question. I'm not making a statement. Do you consider mm -hmm. this a bug, what happened? No. Okay. So, I don't... So, my answer is a little... It's wishy-washy, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think it should be a bug, but I yeah. don't consider that it is a bug because it's been in the game for 10 years and they haven't fixed it. Exactly. That's my Just like Pudge Fountainhook, that wasn't a bug either. Right. They removed it because they thought it was broken or stupid, but this has been... I mean, you could call it a known bug, if you will, but usually bugs in the game, <clears throat> Valve, like game impacting bugs that, like let's say there was a, like a six hour window or something where Chen could use Holy Persuasion on Roshan, right? Like those kind of bugs get <laughs> hotfixed. If they're yeah, crucial, they get hotfixed. So it's not like Valve isn't interested in fixing bugs that are important, right? Uh, the fact that this is so known and it's been there so long means that it's just considered part of the game and you need to play around it. Would I hate if it got changed? No. Would I hate if it didn't get changed? No. So I mean, it created. there. If it it's didn't one of exist, the many small, then like, we wouldn't things. have had this mega hype moment. I, mean, right. I can understand both sides. I, I I do consider it a bug, like if you're looking at it objectively. But again, the fact that it's been ten years and it's been very known because we've, God knows how many highlight videos we've made on Dota Cinema highlighting this for fails of the week. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I don't consider. I don't think Valve thinks it's a bug, which you can argue one way or the other on that whether that should be the case. Like it's the same thing I brought up. I don't know if it's actually the same interaction, but is Walrus Punch? Do you think it has the same interaction? If you're punched in midair and then buy back, I would assume it's the same. But I'm not 100% sure on that one. But then there's like um, the like Puck Illusory Orb I brought up, right? Where you buy back and you can still orb back. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. the time lapse, which I think is a little weirder than all of them because you can be dead for like 20 seconds, buy back, time lapse, and you go back to where you died from, right? Right. It only takes into account the time of living. But mm -hmm. those have been in the game forever as well. So yep. it's just interesting to talk about. But... So yeah, with that, um, the uh, Quincy Crew squad is primed to do what they should have done last season <laughs> and win out NADPC. But with that uh, win over Undying that EG had earlier, I think they, they pretty much clinched, or not pretty much, I think 100% clinched going to TI anyway. So obviously they want to have right. a, a good showing, but they're still qualified for TI at this point. Yeah, weren't um, they already without this? Even they got second at the major, right? The I think, previous one. Yeah, I think they just needed top three NADPC to hundred okay. percent. It was like ninety something. Yeah, before. and without it, they were ninety nine point something. It was yeah. extremely likely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So NA is business as usual. Europe is not business as usual whatsoever. Um, Europe has been totally different this time around than than what. I don't know if I want to say then what was expected, but definitely than most people's like average of how it was going to land. So all of the placements are now done, but we do have a three-way tiebreaker that gets played in two days from now, so on Saturday. So first place was Alliance. We talked about that last episode. They went six and one. Um, Team Liquid with yesterday's win over OG are guaranteed second with five and two. And then third, fourth is Nigma and Secret. So, you know, it's, it's recognizable names in the top four, but the order is definitely different than most people would have expected. 
And then fifth, sixth, seventh tiebreaker. Brame, OG, and Tundra are going to play for not getting relegated to Division 2. I don't know how this works on the other side of TI, if the leagues just continue with the same teams. And whoever loses this tiebreaker would just start in Division 2 at the end of the year. But yeah, finding OG in that tiebreaker is probably not something their fans were expecting or happy about, or themselves, obviously. Uh, and then finally, Hellbear Smashers, dead last, 0-7. Um, they had four series where they won a game, but they never won two in the same one. So that's how you get 0-7. Um, but yeah, overall, the region's been really, really competitive. Uh, I would say it's a bit hard to say. It's always difficult when you watch regions in a vacuum. Like It's hard to say if it's because all of the teams are playing less good than usual. Or if because the weaker teams are playing better. Uh, let's say if you compare it to a region like NA, I feel like when I watch, it's pretty clear in NA that some teams are just vastly outclassing others. Mm. Uh, whereas here, it never really felt like that. Like Even Hellbear Smashers that went 0-7 could have won a series against any of these teams with how they played. If they did their best in two games in the same series, they could have won. There are multiple NA teams that just couldn't win. Like They're just never winning. The Cut will not win against Quincy if they play 10 times, I think, for example. Um... Whereas, and then we have a region like China, which is insanely competitive right now. But again, it's hard to say if it's because all of the teams are playing exceptionally well or weaker than usual. But China is basically the Eastern version of Europe uh, this time around in terms of competitiveness. So it's not completely done yet, so let's not conclude on it. But again, the series are very close um, in that region as well. Okay. That's the um, main ones I've been following. We can try to just follow up on the rest if they're done. I actually don't even know if SEA is done yet. Uh, SEA looks done in terms of... Oh, no, there's one more series between Neon and Yeah, there's a little bit T1. left in SEA as well. So I guess we'll conclude on the rest next episode. That's when all of the regions are done. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, we can talk about all the teams that have qualified for the major and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, well, we can talk about a bit here as well for TI. Uh, this is a tweet from Knoxville on the percentage chance of a team getting a TI direct invite. So VP, EG, and IG are 100%. Team Secret is 99.99%. Alliance is pretty high with 98 as well. And then you start dropping with Thunder Predator at 90%. Team Aster, 85 Beast Coast, 83. Quincy Crew, 82. And of course, if Quincy Crew goes to the major and they even do decent, you know, that's going to be pretty much guaranteed as well. Uh, then you start dropping into the 60s with uh, LGD, Vici, Fnatic, No Ping Esports, and it goes down from there. So interesting to see yeah. like the direct invite potential here because uh, we still don't know what the qualifier is going to be like at all for TI. Right. So from what I understand, so this uh, this um, simulation that Knoxville ran, he ran two days ago. I would imagine Secret are 100% now that they're going to the major. Unless, do they not get any DPC points for the region? They get something for being fourth, right? Or is it only top three? I forgot. Yeah. Oh, Couldn't tell. Either you. way, I, I think Secret is at 100 now, probably because of the outcome. Um, and... The rest of them might be shifted a little bit. Because, again, this is some sort of Monte Carlo simulation he's running. Um, (laughs) And, obviously, things change when even the final series of the regions get played out. That changes the simulation, right? So this is from exactly two days ago that he ran this. Um, And games have been played since then. 
Uh, okay, so I'm going to talk briefly about a drama thing that, <laughs> that occurred uh, for the lower division NA. So I, I want to quickly talk about lower division NA because it actually is interesting. So D2 Hustlers is this team that has some old names uh, like 1437, who, of course, I'm pretty familiar with because he used to be on DC uh, during the 1.5 iteration of that, I guess you could call it. And then Pandega, who's our original coach, actually. So both of those guys come, mm-hmm. kind of coming back. And the fact that 1437 is casting South America <laughs> while doing this makes it even more hilarious. But they went undefeated in the lower division. So now they're going to be upper division, we assume. That's how it works mm-hmm. uh, for next season. But that number two position, Cinderin, it's looking yes. pretty confidently that Arkosh Gaming will be that team. They just have to beat... Uh, one more team, which is Five Man Midas, which you never know how that'll go. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts before I talk about the drama? Uh, the idea of Arkosh going to upper division. I think that's as NA as it gets. <laughs> that's great. I think that will make for some hilarious games, no doubt about it. And, you know, it's weird because Jenkins, he does the panel with me for upper division. And it, Every time Arkosh comes on, for some reason, he has to go to the dentist. So that we get a fill-in. Oh. So I'm wondering if he's, like, the whole season, if we're invited again, that he's just going to be at the dentist constantly. It's weird. Anyway. Oh, drama... I'm sure that if, if he has to be at the dentist all the time, I'm sure production can set it up so he can cast from the dentist. Right, right. So the drama that occurred, uh, there's a team called Team Dog Champ, which a lot of you guys may know a guy named Lukey Lukey, who's famous for playing Pangolier. Uh, they originally had drama with Arkosh Gaming, which I'm sure people... I think we talked about that way back when. Uh, but they were uh, second place, and they lost to Arkosh in unbelievable fashion. I think they were up like 25K or something like that, and they ended oh. up losing in dramatic fashion. And it was a very important match because that would essentially guarantee them second place to going up division. So they lost, and of course their last match which they played, was against the number one seed, D2 Hustlers, with 1437. So after the loss, Lukey Lukey goes on Twitter and type and types this. We threw for content. Our game versus D2 Hustlers will actually have meaning now, and it'll be hilarious when we stomp them. So I talked about this a bit on the panel, but like I read that. I know Lukey Lukey. He's probably just joking. But mm-hmm. at the same time, and I brought this up as well, this happens in traditional sports all the time, where somebody talks shit, or even if they're joking, the other team will take it as if they're talking shit and use it as motivation to just... Like, the extra right. motivation is something you don't want to give another team. So Theban replies with, should have never tweeted this, son. And they proceed to absolutely shit all over them in game. <laughs> they tip Lukey Lukey constantly. They It was too shellacking, Cinderin. Uh, yeah. So... Just a little bit of uh, hub- hubris maybe needed from the NA NA boys. But, but yeah, that's going to be hype to see Arkosh hopefully in the upper division if they win that last match. And that is the last thing for the DPC that we can talk about. Yeah. I, I right. think throwing for content was definitely worth it. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, next thing on the list. Uh, this is our last Dota topic, actually. Uh, this is going to be a short episode, unless Cinderin talks the whole episode which has happened before but yeah. uh, the sfm contest has been announced cinderman it'll be july 25th the deadline over forty thousand in prizes uh nominees will premiere live at the international 
Would you like to make an SFM with me? We should commission somebody to make a story. Um, we could do the one with fear. Was it? Oh, the F wheelchair? Fear in the wheelchair. Yeah. Nobody remembers what you're talking about. I actually... I know. There's nothing like making an internal joke and making it into an art piece and nobody gets it. And then you're like, but it's art. Yeah, that was a DAC special. That was That's old yeah, school right there. If anybody good. understands what we're talking about, then... Uh, Kudos to you. You're old. For quite a while. That's the origin of Kale, actually. The Kale meme. Uh, but yeah, um, SFM contest is always cool because you get to see I'll voice people. Act. I'll, I'll voice act one with you, Shannon. If you get someone to do the SFM, we can do the voices. That sounds like fun. Yeah. It. The last time we did an SFM, I don't know if you remember, it was Captain's Draft. I was mm -hmm. really excited about it. It's one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of making. Obviously, I didn't do the SFM itself, but we did the voice acting and the storyboard and all that stuff. It was based off of Indiana Jones, and it got, like, no views. So I've been heartbroken ever since, so I don't think I'm going to step into that arena again, sadly. But one of my favorite content pieces of all time, for sure. Okay, that's all the Dota content, Cinderin. Nothing happened this week, apparently. But luckily for us, other things have happened in other games. So... Uh, you guys may remember that we talked about uh, from Valorant, Sinatra getting, uh, I don't know, he was suspended from his team at the very least and from Valorant in general for sexual assault allegations and potential like videotape or audio tape or whatever it was. So Riot has come to a ruling. I will read what it says. Oh my God. I didn't, okay, sorry. I have to say this. I didn't get this because I was reading the headline, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the headline says, competitive ruling colon, J, and then in quotation marks, Sinatra, his nickname, won. So I read this as he won a right. trial. Right. So he was not found guilty, but his last name is one. So I had to do like a double or triple take. I'm like, what? His How did he win? Is... It says here he got a penalty. <laughs> what? <laughs> his last name oh, is W-O-N. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I read it the same way and I was shocked, but then I read it. Like, okay, uh, okay, wait, how does that, how did that guy win? Okay. So apparently according to Riot, he has violated the Valorant global competition policy and will be suspended for six months, which is considered to have begun when it originally started, which was in March. So it'll continue until September 10th. Um, and then he'll be eligible to return. I'm guessing this is pending police investigation because that's still going on. Um, and he'll have to go through some professional conduct training. And then he came out with a twit longer, which I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. Uh, essentially, it says uh, he's been spending the last couple months reflecting on what he did, blah, blah, blah. Then he talks about, because if you remember, there was this allegation uh, with audio tape from the woman. And then mm. Sinatra was his, essentially his uh, defense was, I have the whole video and I can prove my innocence. Mm -hmm. uh, and in this in this post, he claims to not have the video anymore. And he made a, an error in thinking that he had the video. Or he said something like he deleted it in respect originally when they broke up. So, again, uh -huh. speculation on my part, Cinderin. <clears throat> uh, his lawyers are telling him to say this because the video probably doesn't make him look good, is my guess. Uh, and obviously, when it's like this serious of allegation, the... You just listen to your freaking lawyers at that stage. So, 
He is going to be suspended for a few more months now. And then obviously who knows what happens when, if this thing goes to trial or whatever the case may be, because you never know how these things right. go. But so this is basically, this is basically a six month, um, they're buying time for the trials to run. And if the trials convict him, he's probably banned for life. Right. But I if would not, imagine. then he could come back. Right. That's how I'm and, reading this between the lines, basically. And then even um, if he comes back from a competitive standpoint, like what, I'm, there's probably a team that will still take him despite the negative PR that they'll have from, you know, because I think from a community standpoint, people don't look at him very, well, very positively right. anymore. Uh, but he did, okay, I say that, maybe I'm wrong, because he came back to streaming today. I don't know what his peak was, but he had 33,000 people watching. So he'll People probably, always gravitate toward drama, right? That, that's, yeah, yes. that's true. So he streamed, got a shit ton of viewers, uh, and he'll probably just stream until he can play competitively again, if ever. So, yep, that's the update on Sinatra. And then the last topic, before we get to the Patreon mailbag, Smite apparently added some skins to their game that are avatars from The Last Airbender or characters from The Last Airbender because of... Uh, cooperation with uh, whoever, whatever studio that is, which that's very cool. And I was thinking, do you think that this would be something that Dota could do? And if they could, do you think it would help bring in more people? It's a really cool uh, idea. Well, Dota did do something similar once, right? With uh, the Warhammer chest. Wasn't that just that shitty-ass courier or something? There were like uh, multiple Warhammer inspired uh, cosmetics added to the game in a chest. I don't remember exactly which heroes got the sets, but it was in Warhammer like style. I don't really think it took off very much. Um, that doesn't mean it couldn't work with something else, but my point is Valve has done something like this before, like some sort of partnership. No idea why. Um, probably something behind the scenes with, yeah, you know, money involved, but. Um, no clue. Should Dota do this? I don't know. Like, what what anime do you think fits into Dota? Where Does you can make skins an anime? for the heroes. It could be a literal corporation. It could be Microsoft. You know, although that would never happen because you. Gates so you want like a good. Bill Gates techie skin? <laughs> Bill Gates, or Melinda what? Gates, and then his uh, his estranged ex girlfriend that he apparently gets to see every once. Right. In a while. Uh, okay. I don't know. I I think I I, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head, but like. I figured that you would be against the idea of them doing something crazy like that that would completely break the lore of Dota. I mean, I feel like it should f at least fit in the universe, right? That was the thing about the Warhammer sets was that they were still suited for the characters. Like, they clearly had, like, an inspiration of Warhammer and, like, the art style or whatever, but right. it didn't, like, turn techies into Bill Gates, okay? That's not what it did. But <laughs> if you... If you literally take another show, put it into Dota, and just let them be the characters, then yes, I'm against it. But if you get inspired okay. and make sets that remind you of something else, that's okay. What if... Okay, I understand. I, I pretty much agree with that. But what if, let's say somebody was coming from the future, okay? Yeah. And they told you definitively, by doing that, you would double your player base. Would you do it? Would you be okay with it? 
What a weird question. I, I guess that's hyper- worth the sacrifice. Yes. Thank. That, I just want to know what, like, where your threshold lies with these, like, moral decisions. You know. Yeah. I, know I, you I hate- see. I hate those questions. It's like when somebody says, "Okay, how much, how much would you suck a dick for?" And I'm like, "I don't fucking know. I don't know." But everything has a price, dude. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I don't know what the price is." I do that with my girlfriend all the time. She hates it because then yeah. I just lower the amount by like ten dollars. Well, not the suck a dick part, but you know other weird <laughs> stuff like. That. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I I like these. I think we've had this conversation before. Like I I like the hypotheticals because as long as you set like a a base rule set that you can't you know go too crazy on, it, it makes for interesting oh, conversation. At the very least. I right? love being hypothetical too. It's the it's the thing where people say, "What is the limit?" Like that's just like I I don't know. I like thinking hypothetically all the time about things but do you really put on the spot like that like but yeah okay i don't know if that makes sense it makes sense to somebody who's listening to this and they will be like yes and i understand and that's enough for me hypothetically somebody gets it that's good so okay now i have a different question random question because i so i i happen to have like a good you know how some people are just randomly good at stuff i that don't matter at all which you know that's my life in a nutshell i guess but there's something I, for some reason, I'm good at. I'm good at picking up voices. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a cartoon or, you know, whatever the case may be, animated feature, I, like, and there's a famous actor or somebody that's even, like, halfway known that I've seen, I, I pick up their voice immediately. Like, I'm like, oh, that's the guy from that show, uh, even, though I, even though I don't know their name. So I was playing Dawnbreaker lately. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. this sounds just like that character on Castlevania, the chick from Castlevania. And it turns out it was. So... Do you think that that is kind of lore-breaking, where you have a character from another show, and it's basically the same voice, just with a little mm. editing? It's the same idea with, like, Dragon Knight, right? The guy from yeah. Final Destination. Like, you know who he is immediately, and he's fucking mm-hmm. doing the voice for Dragon Knight. Isn't that kind of the same conversation? To a de- it's obviously a smaller degree, but you know what I mean? I guess... It's kind of like Emma Watson when she was in Beauty and the Beast, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, when is she gonna whip out the wand and start alohomoring all the locks in the in the city?" You know, it's like you can't possibly do two things, right? You're Hermione for the rest of your life. That's all you can do. Um, but this is voice acting, like a voice actor in theory. Like I understand if you have like a deep voice, it's just very satisfying to listen to. But you should have some range, so you don't sound like a character from another show, at least. You know. At least that's how I consider a good voice actor. Like, if I do voice acting and somebody doesn't know it's me... Okay, here's a good example. This is why I'm such a great voice actor. First of all, the belch, nobody can know that's me. Nobody <laughs> nobody knows that's me without me telling... Without, without me saying Okay, so but, this is why I'm a good voice actor, not the professional voicing Dawnbreaker. Listen up. <laughs> no, 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 but the real one is the voice on the Lorgasm videos, where mm-hmm. it's like... Wait, what's the beginning line again? You've watched Dota for thousands of hours, whatever the hell it is. You've played Dota. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of people do not know that's me. They think it slacks. Right. And that, I don't know if that is a compliment. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know not. if that's good voice acting then. If somebody doesn't know it's me, I think that's good voice that's acting. Fine, that's fine. But if they think you're slacks. I know. That's why it's a bad thing. example. It's kind of a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. You know, it's funny because back in the day, God, it's actually so cringy to think about this. And I probably told you about it, and you probably forgot, unless you have an amazing memory. I do. I once submitted my voice lines mm-hmm. to Ice Hero. Frog, 
and some of the Valve employees for a hero before that hero was released. Yeah. Do you know? Do you remember what the hero was? I don't. Was it troll? No, it wasn't troll. Bloodseek. All right, I'm gonna do the voice now. I don't even okay. know if this is good voice acting. First of all, I sent it mm -hmm. with no editing because I didn't know how to edit back. This is literally like eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever the hell. Mm. So back then, even though I was in my mid twenties, I felt like like basically at the maturity level of a fifteen year old. So I thought I was good at right. editing. So mm -hmm. uh, I I sent God, it was so cringy. I probably have the voice line somewhere, but it's basically I <laughs> I did the voice line, you know, for the character, like a couple lines here and there, and then I read something. Thank you for consider. It's like. Thank you. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, I can't. Well, I can't do it anymore. Good. <clears throat> I can't do it anymore. Shit. But it was, uh, a was deep that voice. your submission for Wind Ranger? <clears throat> Wind Ranger. Wind <laughs> <laughs> um, man. Is the cursed Arcana like Legion Commander? Wait, okay. Can <laughs> I do the? Wind can I do the peon though? <clears throat> Okie dokie. How you doing? Do it's okay. It hurts my... I, okay. okay, I can't do... That original voice wasn't it. I, I actually can't growl anymore, but... All right, was, I'm supposed to guess who that was. I'm going to guess Doom. No, Doom was out right away, I think, right? This is a hero oh, that wasn't yeah, out yet. Oh, yeah, he was, yet. actually. This hero came out Wait, a couple... Who, who the hell could you be? It was like who even has that voice? two years after release of Dota? Terrorblade? Do you need a clue, young man? I mean... Uh, I'm yeah. Fat and juicy. Oh, is it? Oh, it was Pudge. Okay. <laughs> it was. I'll, I'll give you another clue. They changed the name of the hero from Dota because of copyright issues. Wait, so it wasn't Pudge? It was not. Pudge was in the. He was in TI One. You think I sent my? That's voice right. For TI1? Pudge was there too. Underlord. Yes, Pitlord, who then became Abyssal Underlord, who then became. Underlord. So that was my cringy uh, efforts there for making Dota. I, um, place, you know, <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. What the hell? So I've been thinking a little bit more about the thing you said with voice acting that it's immersion breaking if the voice sounds like a character from a different show or whatever. Yeah. I suppose to an extent, if you know the voice well enough, but I think that's such a minuscule amount of people that have that ear for it that you do and on top of that have also seen the other show like i know like sometimes you will recognize a voice from somewhere but i don't know if that like really do you feel like whenever you play dawnbreaker you think of castlevania every time she talks yeah because of it literally yeah. every time okay yeah yeah um how do you think about a voice actor voicing multiple different heroes in the same game. Like in Dota, we have, I think it's one voice actor that voiced like six or seven heroes, yeah. and you can tell it's the same guy. Well, sometimes you can tell, you sometimes you can't, but I think it's fine because it's different accents. Like, again, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not saying I dislike this, that it's the same person mm -hmm. from Castlevania, but it's literally the same voice and the same accent. Like, there's no difference except for slight editing right. and echoey thing that they added. So for me, I don't care. That's fine. But yeah, it. I guess it technically you could call it immersion breaking, but um, thunder thighs. So anyway, uh, yeah, that that's all the topic. But this is literally the shortest episode we've ever had. Uh, let's do uh, a. Maybe no. Yeah, maybe actually. I'm sure you're gonna take a long time with this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be I'll be slow uh, for content. Okay, this throwing question, for content. Throwing for content. Thank you, Lukey Lukey. This mm -hmm. question is from or if. 
1437 was here, he called him Dookie Dookie, which he did in the interview, actually. Uh, this question is from Ian. Uh, he saw a tweet from Knoxville about how it is probably best for Undying's TI hopes to lose to Quincy Crew. How big of a problem with the format is this? Is it ever okay for a team to lose or not try as hard because winning might not help them? If not, how could that be prevented, etc.? So, yeah. Correct me where I'm wrong here because I actually forgot the details, but mm-hmm. uh, basically, EG is guaranteed to go to TI already. Yeah. And it's in Undying's interest for Quincy Crew to get directly invited to TI as well because then, yes. if there, let's say there's one regional spot or, you know, however many, they're going to be in the front of the line. Right. Yes. So technically, it's in their best interest because if they do beat Quincy Crew, then it goes into a three-way tie, and then let's say they go to the major, they might just flop out, and then they have to play Quincy Crew potentially in the regionals as well. So it's basically the opposite of calling the competition, right? Like you're you're not taking them out; they're succeeding, and therefore you don't have to face them. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do we think about this? <clears throat> I think this is an unfortunate. Uh, Unfortunate result of how these uh, formats work. Round Robin has some very clear weaknesses as a format, and it always has had that. Uh, This is one of them where, especially when you run it over multiple seasons and it can matter with qualification spots, that it's in a team's interest to lose. The other version is when, let's say, uh, let's say the team that is now one and six, or sorry, one and five in a region played their hearts out in series one because they had the chance of qualifying. And now in their final series, they have no chance of qualifying. Can you expect them to play as well as they did in the first series when they have nothing to play for if their opponent has everything to play for? So let's say, uh, let's just make a hypothetical here. Let's say Quincy, EG, and uh, Undying all need to win their last games. And none of them play against each other. And two of them are playing against teams that can realistically still stay in the division. And the third team is playing against the team that's bottom of the barrel no matter what. Is that quote-unquote fair? One way of looking at it is yes, they're all playing the same teams once. The other one is, well, it matters a lot for the team's motivation, their performance, when exactly they're being played in the groups. And that's just random, right? That's round-robin for you. Mm. Um, Now, if you're asking me what Undying should do... um, from my perspective, the right sportsmanship way to do is to try to win every game, even if you have nothing to play for out of fairness. Uh, I have actually been in this situation myself at back in the TI7 qualifiers when I was playing with Crescendo, where our chance of getting into the playoffs was reliant on a team that was knocked out beating a team that was in the top four, and they did. And therefore, we got a chance at the playoffs. So we were just sitting there cheering for them to win. Um, which we had a lot of respect for, right? That they tried to win, even though they weren't playing for anything. Because um, that kind of completed the integrity of the round robin, it felt like. But the difference is, this is not a team that's playing for the sake of fairness or for the benefit of us. This is a team that's arguably playing against their own interest, which I have not seen this situation before, uh, but it can happen because it's a multi-season thing, right? Um what should they do? <laughs> I don't know. Or rather, what action should be taken? Let's say they lose on purpose, or they just no-show, right? What then? No-show, you can punish for that. But <clears throat> proving that the team's not trying as hard is pretty difficult. I mean, we've seen a lot of cheating scandals, of course, but mm-hmm. if you're playing against a team that's better than you anyway, like nobody's going to think you're throwing, right? 
I mean, having said that, I don't think that they're. I think they want to win still. I don't think that's going to. I think anything. so too. But it's a. It's a really. It's a really bad situation to arise. That's the problem. It. It really sucks that round robin has this weakness. But at the same time, we can criticize it as much as we want. If we don't have a better solution, then this is the one we have. Round robin is really good for a lot of other reasons. But this is the one downside it has. Is generally the final week. For all the other weeks, it's great, it's fair, everyone plays each other, it's a really good way of seeding teams because they all get a chance to play each other once. Um, I think you'd yeah, be hard-pressed to find a format that doesn't have some tanking. Exactly. Like if Just based on my experience watching professional or traditional sports in the U.S., that happens all the time. The NFL is maybe the most obvious because it's literally like the number one pick goes to the worst team. There's no lottery involved. There's no RNG. The NBA, mm-hmm. you get a better chance of getting uh, the number one pick if your record is worse. And then, of course, now with the play-in situation that they added this year, there's even more teams that are like sitting players towards the end of the year to make sure that they don't go up in the standings because their matchup against the team that they would play is actually bad, and it's actually better if you get lower in the standings. So it happens in right. every sport. It's just the thing. The fact that this hasn't really happened yet, really, that I can think of at least, to me, makes it seem like this is actually pretty good format. Minus Man, some things that is... they can obviously fix just for other uh, other standards that haven't been met yet. Yeah. I mean, this could have technically happened the last couple of years as well, right? With how direct invites worked as well. Yeah, technically. Because I, I don't see a reason why this couldn't have happened in 2019, for example. I think... You had you didn't have like a set amount of slots per region, right? If the as long as we had the DPC season where teams could go and get points and directly qualify, independent of their region, um, we could have had four NA teams in theory in 2019 at TI. If they all did great at the majors, then uh, it would have been the same situation where then you're hoping that you lose so that the other team goes and you can win the qualifier easier. I guess so. One thing to think about as well is that. We're talking about this pers- from a very one-dimensional perspective, right? Right, which is okay for TI chances. It's in your own interest to lose because then you hope Quincy does well. But Quincy and EG both going to the major is not enough. Like if Quincy goes to the major and lose out, that's still not enough for you, right? Hmm. Whereas if you win and you get to go, you kind of have the destiny in your own hands. Where if you do great at that tournament, you could qualify from just playing super well at that major, which could definitely happen. Like it's happened before. Um, so I think a lot of teams prefer that route where it feels like they're in control of their own destiny. And even if they would have lost, there's no guarantee that Quincy would have done well enough anyway. And then you just lost. And then you're sitting there bitter that you didn't do better, right? Right. So I, I think... Pretty hard to avoid. Okay. Uh, I guess, let me see, either way, hang on. So how is it it works with upper division? Let me see. So in NA, yeah, only two teams go at all. So... Undying, getting third would not get them into the major wild card. They just don't go at all. Because um, it would be another thing if you started one round lower, right? Um, but then the whole debacle wouldn't be the same because then Quincy would also go regardless. So yeah, never mind. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Yep, yep. Second and final question from Lucky Burt. This one has been in the mailbag for a while. I just could not think of anything. Uh Pick three categories slash competitions. Anybody in the world can challenge you. You both compete against each other in all three categories. You need to win two to one or three zero. Which three categories slash competitions would you pick? Example, 
Dota one-on-one, knowing the most decimals of pi, most eaten hot dogs in two minutes, uh, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you pick three things and you need to win two or more against yeah. any person in the world with right. the highest probability. Right. Okay. Um, I think, hmm. So I can go first if you'd like. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So number one, very easily belching. I think I'd be a... <laughs> <laughs> How do you even measure that? I would be by decibels. Loud belching? What do you mean? Yeah. Loud or long? Like, how do you measure how good you are at belching? Is it about loudness? Loud. Consistency? Yeah. Loudness. Loud. Okay. Now, having said that, I've seen some videos of people that are very talented that do it in public, and I, I know I can't compete, but I couldn't think of anything. I know, I know versus like an average person, I would destroy them. It's not even close. Um, so belching, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, another useless skill that I mentioned on this podcast uh, today, uh, recognizing voices. <laughs> <laughs> in shows and the third one uh, another random one which actually this is probably the most legitimate one in my mm. opinion at least being able to pick the five best dota players to win a ti to be the best team looking oh, at it from, from both a skill perspective and a chemistry perspective and getting so, along type of thing god to your gm yeah i'd be i think i'd be the best gm I actually do think that. All right. Considering how terrible Dota players are at doing that themselves. Just terrible. All right. So I was going to pick three games, but that would be really boring. So I'm going to yes. do two games and one other thing. So Dota 1 and 1 would be one of them. And then I would pick the mobile game Words of Wonders. I don't know if you know that. It's a, it's a game where you... It's basically Scrabble. Oh. I'm really fucking fast at that game. You'd be good at, yeah, you're good at work. Maruna so. keeps saying you should stream it. I don't know how I should stream that, but maybe I should set up my phone to stream that. And people would be like, wow, pug, pug you. Um, and then my third thing would be, um, wait, what was it again? Oh, yeah, facial recognition. I think. Facial recognition? What does that even mean? Yeah. Um, you can do like a test for how good you are at recognizing faces. And basically what it does is it shows you some faces and then it gradually dilutes them more and more and more. And you need to say which one of these people is one oh. you've seen before. It's like getting more and more narrow. And with that, you can like test how good you are at facial recognition. And I got a really good score. So you're, um, you can remember faces very well. Yes. Wow. I, that's, a, that's a good skill to have. It's like, it's like your audio thing, right? Or your voice thing. I have yeah, that with faces. Mine is useless. Yours is actually useful. Like I don't know how many Valve employees I've met several times and say, nice to meet you including Yule himself. Three times I've met him. Nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Three years later. Nice to meet you. Never seen you before. Jesus Christ. Recognize the goddamn face, you idiot. Um, uh, you yeah, should do the, the voices. test. If he talks in the background, I'll recognize. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so you, intru- so you introduce yourself to someone. You're like, hey, nice to meet you. And then they say one word back. And you're like, fuck, I knew you. <laughs> Just the moment they're like, hello. Oh, yep. man. That guy. Pretty much. Pretty. I mean, Yule's a quiet guy, so he actually doesn't say anything until later, like much later in the night. I'm like, wait, that's Yule. That's almost worse than not recognizing them again, right? (laughs) Uh, Damn, that sucks. It's bad, but it's really funny. 
it's not quite i don't quite have face blindness that's actually a mm-hmm. thing like apparently brad yeah. pitt literally cannot recognize like his close friends or at least that's what i've been told yeah it can get really uh, severe like i don't have it that bad but it's not in a good spot either it's probably less than average for sure but that's that's great to hear center i'm glad that you're I, I thought you'd say i mean i guess the the game you talked about is probably similar but crosswords in multiple languages you'd probably be pretty good at from the languages you know i guess yeah it also this this game does not have danish i played another scrabble game that had both danish english and german and i played in some different danish and english was clearly easiest for me i see um okay but yeah okay well that brings us to the end of episode 105 thank you everybody for joining us as always suns fan and cinderin Bidding you all adieu. Have a great rest of your week. Goodbye. Next time. Goodbye. Subscribe. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Yeah.